We'll start with Penix because he was just throwing javelins all over the field. Just we, We've talked about the arm talent a lot, and, and he was just slain in it last night. The thing to me that was excuse me that was most impressive was his movement in the pocket because we haven't like he was looking like he did kind of in his indiana days we haven't seen that a lot this year creating kind of out of structure but he was moving around back there a lot he was under a lot of pressure from that texas defensive front and he handled it absolutely perfectly and he was just ridiculous last night and and not just the movement in the pocket but as a runner just as an outright runner he was good i've tried to tell people who tell me he's immobile it's not that he can't run. He doesn't do it. He's a pass-first quarterback, and he's had some knee injuries, and I think he's a little hesitant. But what a perfect time. As I said, when he needs to, he can do it. What a perfect time to break it out in a playoff game, the new little wrinkle, and he was effective doing it. And then, yeah, what he did as a passer, I mean, that is one of the best quarterback games I have seen in my six years really, you know, watching these guys is draft prospects. I mean, he's putting the ball. They don't have the option to not catch it. He's just putting the ball on guys' hands before they can even get him up. And, you know, the the throw to Odunze up the seam. Uh, the, the, was it the McMillan, the one where he splits the safeties, just zips it between them. The great throw to Polk to open the game. By the way, Jalen Polk had himself a hell of a night. Yep. That guy did himself a lot of favors, I think, when it comes to the draft. Uh, you know, just, again, just dots. I, I still believe this. Michael Penix has the best pure arm talent in this draft. There is not a better thrower of the football in this draft than Michael Penix. And you know what? Probably the last two drafts. I think he's a better thrower of the football than anybody who went last year. And certainly a better thrower of the football than anybody who went in that, you know, Kenny Pickett draft. It's not saying much, but still. Now, that's not to say he should go 1-1. I think him being 24 is a legitimate, not red flag, but you're talking, forget like growth. When you sign him to a second contract, he's already going to be 30, which is, you know, for you're drafting for the long term versus a guy like a, like a Drake May who's going to be 21 and Caleb Williams is going to be 20. That's a different conversation. I get that. I understand that. That's going to knock him down. And the, the injury history is real. The injury history yeah. is real, and you have to consider he's a four-season-ending injuries before the last two years. The guy might have some durability problems, and if you're a bad team drafting that high, you probably don't have a great line, and this is a guy you need to take care of. That all being said, and, and we talked about this last week, Brian, his whole thing in this playoffs, and we'll see what he does. Texas defense is pretty good. It's top 20 defense in the nation. Michigan's number one. So That'd we'll see what he does pass. against Michigan, but – the, the whole thing for me with him is kind of can he prove that all those red flags are worth taking the chance on because he's just so good you can't pass. And that game last night is kind of the point, is kind of exactly that, where you're looking at that and, yeah, I know he has the knee injuries, but just, to, again, the, the, the thing that always comes back to me, the phrase is putting it, you hear, you hear uh, you know, talk about quarterbacks putting it on a guy. Right, which is, you know, when the quarterback throws the ball, how much does the receiver have to adjust? How much does the receiver have to go outside his catch radius? Or if he's going outside his catch radius, you know, how much effort does he have to make to get to where the ball is? Michael Penix, it's not like he's putting the ball in the area and these guys are making these great catches. It's right in the, it looks like a glitch. It's right in the breadbasket every time. There's times I thought the ball fell incomplete because I didn't see the wide receiver even make a motion to go out and catch the ball. Because the ball's where his hands already were. He's like it's he's like throwing un- it to nets or in trash buckets. It's just right. It's unbelievable. 
So I I still <laughs> struggle to put a hit him ahead of Caleb Williams. I I, I I'm he's in that tier <laughs> with Drake May and Jane Daniels. I I would worry with the Patriots with the offensive line. Like your next pick has to be a tackle, and you got to go get a tackle in free agency. You can't have this guy taking hits. But there's a I I, I think the question was. We know there's a gap from one to two, from Caleb Williams to either whoever you know you wanted, whether it's Drake May or Jaden Daniels. We know there's a gap from one to two. I think the gap from one to two is bigger than two to three, but it's really the big – this might be a four-QB draft. I, I was red in the face all week last week when everybody was upset about the Patriots winning, saying it was a, a three-quarterback draft, not two. It might be four. It might be – you might ha- – if, if Michael Penix – shows up against Michigan the way he showed up against Texas and then clears all the medical testing at the combine. I don't see how he gets out of the top 15 because the talent is just too, it's, it's too immense. It's, 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 he is what every team wants in a passer. And I just don't think you're going to get that many teams passing on him that many times. Yep. He's definitely assuming the medicals, which is the big thing. Check out. Right. And that's things. the caveat right. on all of this. Like, yeah. Because I saw some people say, oh, well, you know, if something happens where he falls to the second, do you maybe take him then? I think I, me if something happens, I guess, you're out. Right. Like, feel how you want to feel. I'm all or nothing on Michael Penix. If he clears the medicals, he's a first round pick. There's no question about it. If he doesn't clear the medicals, I don't really want him. I don't want a guy with with two bad knees. And when I say I don't really want him, if he falls like the sixth round, sure, you could do the the RG3 Kirk Cousins thing. But I'm not touching him in the top 150 if he has paper mache knees. I'm that way about any prospect. Uh, But yeah, it's not like, oh, well, you know, there's a little red flag in the medicals, so you take him in the second round. No, no. it's If you want him, you take him. It's that simple. If he's worth taking, he's going to go. That's just the reality of it. And it's not exactly apples to apples, but you think, all right, you know, if if there's a flag on the knee injury, how bad can it be? Certainly looks like the Patriots may have ignored a, a red flag on Juju Smith-Schuster, and you've seen how that's kind of turned out. So if he clears, great. If not, you, you find somebody else. That's just what you do. FanDuel is the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 Moneyline bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Uh, he's definitely working his way into the first round with all that. Yeah. And, I mean, I saw people last night saying he should be the first quarterback taken off the board and we need to like not be a prisoner of the moment that much a little bit. But I think on pure talent, there's an argument for it. Okay. But, but that's just not how the draft works. Yeah, right. As like as just if you watch that game last night and you know nothing else about him, yes, that is QB one <clears> arm <throat> talent. But you the, the age and injuries are they're a part of it. That's just how this thing works. They are a part of it. And when you have a guy in Caleb Williams who's 20 years old and is making some of the plays he is, yeah, he's gonna go in terms of the what you have to think of the draft pick as like a long-term investment, right? You're talking about another three or four years. You're talking about a whole other contract is the difference between Caleb Williams with his age and Michael Penix with his age, especially with his injury history. That's that's the difference to me. And you mentioned he'll need an offensive line because of the injuries. Yeah. Does the hole he's throwing to three 
NFL caliber wide receivers worry you at all? Because we went through all this with Mac yeah. Jones, obviously the last cycle that that Alabama offense was stacked, and you know Penix is thrown to a guy who might be a top ten pick, a guy who maybe Polk gets into the first round now, and Jalen McMillan might not be yeah. too far behind him. So, is that something? You know, he's got a really good setup there in Washington from the offensive line to the receivers. Does that worry you moving forward too? I mean, look, I, I understand why people are worried about that with mm. Mac Jones, and I'm not saying it's not a factor. But if that's disqualifying, I would say show me a quarterback in this draft that doesn't have an all-star cast. You know, Caleb Williams. Drake May. Is, it's just right, Drake, it's Drake May. May is the only one. So, and if that's your take, if you say, I, I want a guy who would earn it. I want a guy who had to earn it. I want a guy that played with crap. I want, you know, 2010 Cam Newton at Auburn where none of the other 10 offensive starters even played in the NFL. And UNC is better than that. Tez Walker's legit. And Amari and Hampton, he'll he'll be in the draft next year, but he's going to be one of the top running backs in the draft. Drake May's your guy then because Caleb Williams is throwing a three top 100 picks. Just two of them are underclassmen, so they won't be in the draft this year. That's why we're not talking about his supporting class as much. Uh, you know, Quinn Ewers, I actually think Texas' skill position players are better than Washington's. is the best of all of them, but Xavier Worthy kind of got shut down last night, but you saw what A.D. Mitchell can do. I thought Jatavian Sanders had a very good game. Uh, we know who, who, who uh, Michael Penix is throwing to. Bo Nix is throwing to two top 100 picks. You want to throw J.J. McCarthy in there. Mm-hmm. We just talked about Roman Wilson, and really it's the running game that's carrying that team, and he's got two of you know probably the five first running backs to go off the board this year and Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards behind him. Uh, I don't know who else am I missing? Like it's every quarterback, uh, you know, Cameron Ward, who kind of surprised came out. Maybe, maybe that's the guy you want, but he's kind of a risk because he's pretty inexperienced. So you can, you can worry about that. That's fine. I just think that that's in the age of NIL in the transfer portal, every top quarterback is going to be playing around is going to be playing with stars because the receivers are going to gravitate to these guys because they want to look better, because they want to get drafted higher. And it's not easy, but what I would urge people to do if you're watching, and this is why it doesn't worry me so much with Penix, watch what the quarterback does independent of what's happening around him, right? Because he may have a great offensive line. It's not going to be perfect. How does he throw when he does get pressure, even if it's not that often? And let's say he has a 300-yard game, right? How much of that was after the catch? That's why, like, I go to Bo Nix. His average depth of target is six yards. That's the lowest in the country among qualified quarterbacks. So he had some massive numbers, but how much of that is him versus the guys around him, right? When he's throwing the ball down the field, is it, you know, is he putting it on the receivers or are these receivers just making unbelievable plays? And that's why with Penix, we just talked about it. He was making plays against pressure last night. And it it was the best. He has struggled against pressure a little bit this year, but to do that against that defense, I think deserves some credit. And then again, it's not like Roma Dunze, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk are out here making sports center top 10 catches the whole game. Every right time their, the ball right is put bread basket. <laughs> right, right on them. So that, you know, maybe the receivers suck, but if Michael Penix gets New England and Tyquan Thornton's dropping three passes a game and, you know, Devontae Parker's not jumping for the ball and all that and he's dropping, that's not on Michael Penix. It's going to hurt his stats, but it's not on Michael Penix. So I think you really have to look. And and you could say the same for all the quarterbacks. We're talking about Penix here, but I think you look at Caleb Williams and there's certainly a good amount on his tape where he's making the play and he's putting it on the wide receiver and he's, you know, handling this and that. He didn't have a good offensive line. So you get a good idea of what he looks like under pressure. 
you you have to have to have to look at what the quarterback is doing independent of what's around him. Forget who the receiver is. Was the ball on target? Yes or no? And with Penix, it yes, <laughs> it's usually on target. Even the one, the one that was tipped, and at first I thought the corner tipped it. No, he got that by the corner, and then I think that was McMillan, was- right? McMillan tipped yeah. it up to himself. So I you look at what the quarterback's doing independently.